Prophecies foretell that the Antichrist will resort to economic sanctioning to force compliance to his world-governing system in the end time. For decades, the effort to control the global economy has secretly advanced. And we will discuss many of those efforts on today's edition of The End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of the End Time Show. I had a wonderful vacation. My wife and I celebrated our 35th wedding anniversary. Last Friday, I celebrated my 55th birthday. And many of you wished me a happy birthday. And man, I'm so thankful. I had so so much wonderful encouragement and a show of love from everybody. Thank you so much. A wonderful show of support. And I want to say back to you, we love you guys as well. And uh, if we can help you anyway in your journey, in your spiritual journey, and make it to heaven, let us know. That's what we're here for. And it feels just like a big family. And thank you guys for following us all these years. And uh, we're looking forward to spending eternity with each and every one of you. Now, with that said, we're going to kind of get into a little bit of... Um, Maybe some espionage, maybe some uh, secret dealings behind the behind the scenes uh, things going on in our world. You're never going to hear any of this stuff on your nightly news because they don't want the American population to even have any clue that this stuff is going on. And Satan is a master at this message of deception and lies and um, just. Complete deceit. That's what his greatest tool is, is deception, to move you off of the truth. The Bible says you shall know the truth, the truth will set you free. That doesn't just mean the Bible. It means in any circumstance, no matter what kind of trouble you're going to get into, just tell the truth, right? However, Satan doesn't know how to tell the truth. The truth's not in him. He's the father of all liars. And his message is to is deception. The Bible talks many times about the deception. Satan will deceive them in Revelation 12, 9. This is in the end time. When the war in heaven happens in Revelation chapter 12, Satan is defeated by Michael and his archangels. Satan is his, his angels, and they're bound to the earth. And the Bible says in Revelation 12, 9, and the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. Satan is going to deceive this world into thinking, hey, things are going great. Hey, uh, the Antichrist, he's the guy. He's the guy that's going to bring peace. He's our Savior. But he's not. He's going to lead many people straight to hell. And that is exactly what Satan wants, because he hates you and he hates me. But the Bible says in John 8, 32, and you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. So what are we going to do? We are going to be preaching and teaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and proclaiming the truth to everybody. I don't want you to be deceived. I don't want you to walk in through these end times in a fog, not knowing which uh, way to go with blinders on. I want you to know exactly what's happening. Now, in order for you to understand 
really what's going on today in our banking system, in international banking, in the economy, because the Antichrist will be a master at using the economy to sanction people into compliance. And I don't want us to walk into that with blinders on. God didn't either. That's why he explained all this stuff and revealed it in the Bible. If you think about it, the mark of the beast, Revelation chapter 13, verse 16 through 18. God said the Antichrist and his religious partner, the false prophet, would implement a global economic sanctioning system. The Bible says, and he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. And that here comes the economic sanctioning part, and that no man might buy or sell. You're not going to be able to function in society, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. It's global economic sanctioning. I want you to remember that as I go through my program today. The Bible prophesies of a time coming when every person will be required by the Antichrist and his world-governing system to have a number, a global digital ID, some way of identifying you other than besides your neighbor or your friend or your coworker or anybody in your sphere of influence. He wants to make you be identifiable. And without it, without this global ID or this identification uh, method, no one's going to be able to buy or sell anything. You're no, you don't want to play ball with us? Fine. Well, cut off your access to be able to function in society. So in order to get that number, everyone will be forced to worship or pledge allegiance, if you will, to the Antichrist and his system. You can see it happening now. I'm going to be going through much of this today. But according to the Bible, anyone who pledges allegiance to the Antichrist, thereby worshiping him, will be eternally damned. And the system the Bible prophesies for the days of the Antichrist, the time just before the the second coming of Jesus Christ, could not be set up until now. It's a 2,000-year-old prophecy, right? But its fulfillment has only recently become possible with the invention of the computer, the birth of the Internet, and now blockchain technology, and use of different um, digital forms of payment. These things are making it possible for just such a system to be set up whereby every person on earth can be tracked and controlled just like John prophesied in Revelation 13, 16 through 18, to be controlled economically. Now, what I'm going to do on my program here, I know I'm going to come up to a break and then we'll dive straight off into this, is I'm going to show you, we're going to go back in history and show you how many of these things have been set up. The Federal Reserve, the International Monetary Fund, the World Bank, the Bank for International Settlements. We're going to talk about a lot of this. I'm going to bring you through history, bring you up to date, And then before the program's over, we're going to go through many things that they're using, many efforts to push this in our society. And when the Antichrist comes on the scene, he's going to usurp authority over an already fully functioning global economic sanctioning system. It will be easy for him. He's he's only going to rule and reign for three and one half years. And so I'm going to expose the system that he's using or will use that's already being established right now, I'm going to expose that on our program today because I want you to know it's already functioning in the world today. 
And I'm going to go back through history and show you where it started, what their goal is. And it lines up perfectly with Bible prophecy. They're trying to sanction you. Everything's being set up. But a lot of people don't even have a clue what's going on. They think that um, inflation, oh, that just accidentally happened out of no, no, no. Inflation is by grand design. It's a tax on the American people. There are people that designed that to happen. You say, well, how do you know that? We'll be going through that today on this program. So looking forward to continuing, getting straight off into it just after the break here. Thank you for joining me today, and don't touch that dial. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500-year-old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One-third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Now streaming on End Time Plus and available to order at endtime.com slash UET. Go to endtime.com slash UET or call 800 Endtime. Are you ready for an extraordinary journey to the region that is the focus of more End Time Bible prophecy than any other? Well, look no further. Join us on an unforgettable journey to Israel. Our adventure begins down in Jerusalem, where we will teach on the Mount of Olives, sing at the Garden of Gethsemane, walk down through the Kidron Valley, then we'll make our way north, have a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee, while visiting Joppa, Mount Carmel, baptize in the Jordan River, and so much more. Don't miss out on this incredible trip to Israel. Spaces are limited. Book your tour today. Visit endtime.com slash tour or call us at 1-800-END-TIME. Join us for an experience that you will never forget. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you. Welcome back, everybody, and I want you to know that a lot of what we're talking about today, this New World Order, the the global digital banking system, the Mark of the Beast, much of this is described in our new book and our new DVD series, The Understanding the End Time. I hope you've gotten your copy. I know many of you have responded back. Hey, Dave, I'm already getting into the book. It's wonderful. Love it. And you need, if you have not read this book, 
This book exposes a lot of what's going on. I talk about the Bank for International Settlements in there. We talk about how the modern nations in Daniel 7 uh, merge into a world governing body, the New World Order, what that's all about. Most people don't have a clue about the stuff's going on. But this is of utmost importance. This, this, this book and this DVD series will take the blinders off as you go off into the end time. You were never taught this stuff in high school or college by grand design. They don't want you knowing about it. And so these things will reveal a lot of that and help you. It'll open your eyes to really what's going on in the world. The world government, the world religion, the mark of the beast system. And so you can go to endtime.com slash UET or go to endtime.com slash store or call 1-800-END-TIME to purchase your copy of the book, purchase your copy of the DVDs, Show your friends, family, your sphere of influence. Make sure you spread the word about the information that's in this material. And I'm telling you, this is, a, this is really, a, um, it's really an educational tool in the end time to help you. It's, it's all updated information and very detailed. So we want to make sure you get this book in your hands. It's a great Christmas gift, great birthday gift, anything. Anything to get this in the hands of yourself, your friends, family, sphere of influence, buy a couple of them, pass it out at work. Make sure everybody reads this book because it will help take the blinders off that have been placed on the American population and the people of the world because they don't want you to know about this stuff. They want it kept secret. So what do they want kept secret? Well, when we're talking about this Mark of the Beast system, Really, the era, and you guys, if you follow the news at all, you can see this is happening. The era of digital authoritarianism, the AI and all this other stuff that's going on, all these global digital IDs, um, central bank digital currencies, um, the road to a cashless society, uh, facial recognition photographs, implanted chips. People are, I mean, if you understood the prophecies of the Bible, would you ever even consider putting a chip in your hand? There are thousands and thousands of people around the world, tens of thousands of people in Europe that are doing it. Um, social credit scores, vaccine passports. I mean, the apostles, they never dealt with any of this. None of it. We're dealing with all of it today. Uh, ESG, environmental, social, and governance. Um, the DEI, CEI, ID2020 and ID40. Uh, efforts to globally number everybody. Many others. They're all, in one way or another, setting the stage for the global economic sanctioning system, this large noose that they're putting around everybody's neck. And we commonly refer to it as, in the prophecy sphere, as the mark of the beast. Now, on this, my vacation, believe it or not, (laughs) I started reading The Creature from Jekyll Island by G. Edward Griffin. And it's almost like reading an encyclopedia, but I'm telling you, if you don't understand about international banking and everything that's going on, the Federal Reserve, and not only the Federal Reserve, but the, the Federal Reserve, we'll get into that in a second, but the um, FDIC, the savings and loans, the, all of the banks, everything, the Federal Reserve controls all of that. All of that is controlled. It's been set up by grand design and inflation, everything they're doing. It's all set up to, by the banks to get interest. And I'm telling you, if you've never read The Creature from Jekyll, from Jekyll Island by G. Edward Griffin, I tell you what, uh, Vince, 
just was able to contact his firm this afternoon, and hopefully I'll be interviewing him on the radio here maybe over the next couple months. I'd like to interview him on several radio programs, but man, if I can just get him on here once, uh, I will have a great conversation, I'm telling you, because he went, he went out to Jekyll Island. He exposed a lot of this. So I'm, I'm just getting off into the book. Irvin Baxter exposed the Federal Reserve years ago, but there's so much more in that book than the Federal Reserve. And so you need to understand really what's going on in America today. Everything that happens economically is by grand design. There are no accidents. I'm talking about banks that are supposedly too big to fail, but the bailouts, the American people pick, the American people are taxed to pick up the tab for that. All that's by grand design, everybody. But they, they try to make you feel good. This bank, if they, oh, if they, uh, if they have to go into a, 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 a bankrupt situation, oh, that's just going to turn the world economy upside down. There's going to be people losing their jobs and all this other stuff. The economy is just going to be in, uh, shattered. And so they say, well, American people, if you don't want that to happen, then you need to pick up the tab and bail them out. All of it's by grand design, everybody. There are people making money hand over fist. So, the, from G. Edward Griffin's book, the basic plan for the Federal Reserve System was drafted at a secret meeting. I, I say secret meeting held back in uh, November of 1910 at the private resort of J.P. Morgan, of J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, on Jekyll Island, which is just off the coast of Georgia. Those who attended represented the great financial institutions of Wall Street and indirectly Europe as well. And the reason for secrecy was simple. If it had been known that rival factions of the banking community had joined together, then the public would have been alerted to the possibility that the bankers were plotting an agreement in restraint of trade, which, of course, is exactly what they were doing. What emerged was a banking cartel, a cabal of private bankers, uh, and it, it, they had an, a, a cartel agreement, and they had five objectives. To stop the growing competition from the nation's newer banks. They wanted to obtain a franchise to create money out of nothing for the purpose of lending. So they had to move off of the gold standard. Remember that, when that happened in Nixon? So they could just, this month, they could create as much money as they wanted, loan it out, and then start making money on the interest, interest, interest. That's what they do right now. Okay? They're making money from nothing. When they went off the gold standard, they went off the checks and balances that keep everything in balance. They only had so much gold, so they could only do so much lending. But when you can create money from nothing, then you can loan as much as you want, right? You can loan to uh, underdeveloped nations. You can loan to the United States government. You can loan to whoever. And it's just a figment of somebody's imagination. But you owe the interest, right? So they're making money. It's just pouring in like a flood. They wanted to get control of the reserves of all banks so that the more reckless ones would not be exposed to currency drains or bank runs. They wanted to get the taxpayer to pick up the cartel's inevitable losses and convince Congress that the purpose was to protect the public. So it was all legal. And it was realized that the bankers would have to become partners with the politicians 
and that the structure of the cartel would have to be a central bank. The record shows that the Fed has failed to achieve its stated objectives. And that's because they, those objectives were never its true goals. As a banking cartel, and in terms of the five objectives stated above, it has been an unqualified success. Okay? That's the Federal Reserve. Took the power away from Congress, gave it to the Federal Reserve to print money, control the money supply, to control the interest rates, to control inflation. The Federal Reserve. It's not the government. They say, well, it's government-backed. Look at your bills that you have in your billfold. They'll say, the Federal Reserve note. Does not say the United States note. The Federal Reserve note. They're creating money out of thin air. It's fiat money. Okay? Now, very deceptive, very secretive. They do not want you knowing about this. But this is what's happening. Why are we talking about it on our prophecy show? Because... The Antichrist will usurp authority over a global economic sanctioning system. That system has been working for decades now. And there's coming a time when the Antichrist will usurp authority over this and use this as a noose around your neck to say, you will comply to my edicts. Okay? Now, let's go beyond the Federal Reserve. Let's talk about the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank. And I'm still taking excerpts from G. Edward Griffin's uh, The Creature from Jekyll Isle book. And because it's such detailed, I'm telling you. And I, I thought, I was reading through this and I thought, man, I've got to go through some of this on the program because people have got to understand what's going on. But we're being, people are being led like sheep to the slaughter, folks. And so central bank digital currencies, we don't want anything to do with that in America. Because you talk about a a noose around people's neck. Oh, my goodness. So let's talk about the International Monetary Fund. The International Monetary Fund and the World Bank, they were created at a meeting of global financiers and politicians held at Bretton Woods. Many of you have heard about the Bretton Woods in Bretton Woods... um, Oh, man, New Hampshire. That was back in 1944. Their announced goals were to facilitate international trade and to stabilize the exchange rates of national currencies. That sounds great, doesn't it? Man, we really need to have that done. But the unannounced goals were quite different. And these are actually the true goals. They were the elimination of the gold exchange standard. Wow, let me see. Did we go off the gold standard? We absolutely did. Back in the Nixon era, early 70s, I think it was, uh, was it 1973? And they, they wanted to eliminate the gold exchange standard as the basis of currency valuation and the establishment of, a, of world socialism. Now, if I have time today, I'll get off into where the Bible says the end time world government is going to be socialistic. I may not have time to get into all that today, but I'm telling you, the efforts to establish a world, a world economic sanctioning system to control the economies of the world, it's an effort to establish socialism globally. The United Nations is global, is uh, socialistic. The end-time world government, the world religious system will be socialistic, and the world economic system will be socialistic, okay, in their mindset. They're not going to be capitalistic. They don't want you having any money. They want to be socialistic. They want to make 
us poor and them be super rich so they can control everybody. That's what socialism does. Everybody, I, I see all these young people come out of these colleges and things, and they're like, oh, well, this, uh, an overwhel- overwhelming amount of them are s- pro-socialism? You've got to be kidding me. I mean, socialism, if it takes over America, the American project, American experiment will be over. These colleges need to start teaching correctly. These kids need to start understanding. If you want a future where you can go out and make a good living and have the American dream, we don't want anything to do with socialism or communism in America. Some people would say that Jesus Christ was socialist. Absolutely he was not socialist. He believed that if a person doesn't work, then they shouldn't eat. And so we don't want socialism here. Now, if somebody needs a helping hand, I get it. But if somebody is, you know, just choosing, I'm just not going to work, I'm going to live off the government. No, you need to work. Work a job. Okay, not going to go down that route. But anyway, it's the American dream. People that want to advance, you can do it in a capitalist country. But socialism, uh uh-uh, doesn't work like that. So we don't want socialism here. Anyway, International Monetary Fund, World Bank. Their true goals were to establish a world, the establishment of a world socialism. The method by which gold was to be eliminated in international trade was to replace it with a world currency, which the International Monetary Fund, acting as a world central bank, would create out of, guess what? Thin air. And the method by which world socialism was to be established was to use the World Bank to transfer money disguised as loans to the governments of the underdeveloped countries and to do so in such a way as to ensure the demise of free enterprise. Okay? There are people here in America that believe we should be doing that. Now, the money was to be delivered from the hands of the politicians and bureaucrats into the hands of other politicians and bureaucrats. It's socialism, wealth redistribution. And when the money comes from government, goes to government, and is administered by the government, then what's the result? Of course, it's the expansion of government, bigger government. That's the answer to everything, right? We need more regulation. We need more government. That's the worst thing we could have is is more government. So the theoreticians who dominated the conference at Bretton Woods were the well-known Fabian Socialist from England, uh, John Maynard Keynes, and the Assistant Secretary of the U.S. Treasury, Harry Dexter White. White became the first executive director of the United States at the International Monetary Fund. So we say Fabians, what in the world? So the Fabians were an elite group of intellectuals. I'm going to hold here. Because we're coming up to a break, and I don't, you've got to understand this about the Fabians. Because when we talk about, you hear about the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank all the time in the news, right? But if you don't understand what they're really trying to do, then you could, you could get this deceptive concept about, well, hey, maybe they're trying to do something good for America and for the world. No, they're not. They're trying to push socialism globally, and that's exactly what the Bible says is going to happen. They don't understand what is taking place. We're in Except a man is born again. He can enter or see the kingdom of God. 
I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself. You are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is. That's where our reward is. End time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time. Understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 in time. That's 800-363-8463. So, again, one of the guys who dominated the conference at Bretton Woods was a Fabian socialist. So you say, what in the world's a Fabian? Well, the Fabians were an elite group of intellectuals who agreed with communists as to the goal of socialism, but they disagreed over the, the, the tactics, the methods to get there. Whereas communists advocated revolution by force and violence, Fabians advocated gradual and transformation um, of society through legislation. Kind of what's happening here in America in many ways. It's horrific. I mean, I don't know who is going to be the next president of the United States, but I would love me and a few other people. I'd like to have G. Edward Griffin and some other guys sit down with him and say, listen, I want you to really understand what's going on here in America. So it was later learned in... um, in, in, in years later, that Harry Dexter White was a member of a communist espionage ring. Thus, it was hidden from view, and there was a, a complex drama taking place in which the two intellectual founders of the Bretton Woods Accords were a Fabian socialist and a communist, working together to bring about their mutual goal. What was the goal? World socialism. Okay? So, what two organizations came out of this? International Monetary Fund, the World Bank. So you don't have to sit there and wonder, man, I wonder if the International Monetary Fund, if there are some people in there that are really looking out for the good of America. No, they're not. How about the World Bank, maybe? No, they're not. Their goal, world socialism. So capital, think about where do all these people get their money? Capital for the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, and the World Bank comes from the industrialized nations with the United States putting up the most. Uh, so funds consist partly of hard currency, such as the dollar, the yen, the, the, um, the mark, and the franc. But these are augmented by many times that, that amount in the form of credits. They're merely promises by the member governments to get the money from their taxpayers if the bank gets into trouble with its loans. And many times it's put in that place on purpose. 
because they've overextended themselves and a lot of different things. I don't want to get that deep into it, but I want to stay right on these organizations because I want you to know. You hear about them in the news. If you don't know what they are, then you're kind of, you're, you just kind of, your eyes glaze over and you keep on, well, I wonder who's going to win the football game this weekend. Okay? And, but this IMF is the thing you really should be watching. The World Bank, the Federal Reserve, and the Bank for International Settlements and all these things. Don't look at all this stuff that's mesmerizing. They want to get you mesmerized on Trump and January 6th and all this other, when we should really be looking at who's getting into my pocketbook. Okay? Because the Antichrist is going to usurp authority over a global economic sanctioning system. Folks, it's been set up and established for decades. So, while the International Monetary Fund gradually evolving into a a central bank for the world, the World Bank is serving as its lending arm. And as such, it has become the engine for transferring wealth from the industrialized nations to the underdeveloped countries. While this has lowered the economic level of the donating countries, it has not raised the level of the recipients. Why? Because the money's going in to the political, to the politicians and to the oligarchs. The money has simply disappeared down the drain of political corruption and waste. Okay? Now, when you think about all that, think about the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank. Okay? Now, you wondered why after I read, I, I'm only on page about 90 of the bank for, or the um, creature from Jekyll Island by G. Edward Griffin. Now you understand, my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, interviewed him many times. Now you understand why I want to interview G. Edward Griffin. I went to see him with my father-in-law in Dayton, Ohio, back when I was 26 years old. I wasn't interested in any of this stuff. I just wanted to spend time with Dad. Now, the, the meeting we went to was G. Edward Griffin talking about his new book he wrote called The Creature from Jekyll Island. Well, just now on my vacation this last week I started reading the book because I thought man that's an awful big book 600 and some pages just to talk about the Federal Reserve folks there's so much more than that the FDIC is totally ran by the Federal Reserve and it's not not just insurance and I mean everything they've got it on lockdown and I don't want you to go through these end times with blinders on so we're going to expose it all, right? Because we need to. It's Satan's plan. I don't want Satan uh, getting his claws in any of us. So we're going to expose it because the Bible says you shall know the truth, and the truth will do what? It's going to set you free. There are some things I cannot comply with, cannot be part of in the end time. So we're going to make sure we talk about it. Now, what did we talk? We talked about the Federal Reserve. We talked about the International Monetary Fund. We talked about the uh, World Bank. Let's talk just shortly here about the Bank for International Settlements. My father-in-law used to interview a lady named Joan Vion. She's passed on. If she was not passed on, I'd already have her on the program. And she wrote a couple interesting things. She wrote a piece called, the title was, Controlling the World's Monetary System, the Bank for International Settlements. Notice she did not say, Controlling America's Monetary System or controlling Russia's monetary or controlling China's monetary system. She said controlling the world's one singular monetary system. This is what the Antichrist will usurp authority over. He's going to give everybody a mark in their right hand and their forehead. You're going to have your own unique identification number. 
that they will be able to use. Consider blockchain technology, things that are global now, global IDs, international this, global that. And once they get you, they, they can't use the hard currencies of all the nations. They can't use the dollar bill and the yen and the shekel and all this. They can't have all those. They've got to do away with those and get everybody on a digital system. Now you can understand central bank digital currencies globally. Okay? They're getting, the people started to come in with the dollar bill that they had protected and the Federal Reserve, and people started coming up with cryptocurrencies and the, the international bankers, they just started losing their hair because they thought somebody's coming up with an alternative form of currency. We can't do that. And I'm sitting back there thinking, I know they're going to attack the cryptocurrencies. And sure enough, here comes Joe Biden last year with this executive order. We're going to look into the, our central, our, uh, the Federal Reserve's own central bank digital currency. Because Joe Biden's a part of this, folks. And most of the presidents have been, if not all of them. I don't know. I don't think Trump was. But everybody else pretty much was complicit. In, in G. Edward Griffin's The Creature from Jekyll Isle book, he talks about how Ronald Reagan let things pass, how Clinton let things pass, right on down the line. And I understand Ronald Reagan was the movie star and everybody liked him and he did do some good things. He got, you know, the Berlin Wall to come down and all that, but I don't know but that, what that wasn't by grand design because uh, that was, that done away with the Cold War and Gorbachev was happy about it. Because we moved off into a new world order straight after that, right? I mean, it's, it, folks, this stuff's all prophesied in the Bible. So, Joan Vion wrote a piece and controlling the, internet, the, the global monetary system, the Bank for International Settlement. So, while the, from her piece, while the Federal Reserve is a private corporation, it's also one of the owners of the Bank for International Settlements. The, the, the Bank for International Settlements, which America helped to establish back in 1930. Bill Clinton's mentor at Georgetown University was Dr. Carol Quigley. He said that the Bank for International Settlements was to serve as a central bank, a, a central banker's bank, the bank for the central banks around the world. It's located in Basel, Switzerland. The Bank for International Settlements is where all of the world's central banks meet to analyze the global economy to, and to determine what course of action that they will take next to put more money in their pockets since they control the amount of money in circulation my father-in-law years ago interviewed Ron Paul, who was over the Treasury Department. And he asked Ron Paul, he said, how much money do we have in circulation right now? And Ron Paul says, I don't know. And he says, Ron Paul, you're over the Treasury. Uh, Treasury. <coughs> he said, you don't know how much money we have in circulation? Ron Paul said, I don't know. Why is the, how is that the case? Because the Federal Reserve, not the government, the Federal Reserve controls how much money we have in circulation. It's supposed to be our Congress a group of elected officials, but it's not. It's the Federal Reserve, which is, which is not the government. It's a cabal of private bankers. It's a cartel. Now, the, so the, these central banks, they control the amount of money in circulation, how much uh, interest they're going to charge. They can, the federal banks, the, the central banks uh, raise and lower the interest rates. It's not our Congress. Our government's not controlling the interest rates. It, it's a cabal of private bankers. And banks 
how much and um, that they the central banks control the amount of interest that they're going to charge governments and banks for borrowing from them. Because most of the money that America owes, you know, we're in like this 31 trillion some dollars in debt. A vast majority of that is owed by our government, by us, the taxpayer, to the, to the Federal Reserve. Now, other countries have some of our debt, but the vast majority of it is owed to the Federal Reserve. You say, well, they loaned us so much gold and we owe them the money back. No, they don't, we, we're not on the gold standard. They loaned us money that they created out of thin air. Our government says, Federal Reserve, we need $100 billion to make payroll for the army or whatever. And they say, okay, click, click, click on the computer. You've got a $100 billion year account. Start paying us interest, American public. This is what's going on. They're making more money. I mean, people think Bill Gates and uh, Elon Musk, and they're the most wealthy people in the world. You guys, come on. You got, I know that, you are, that everybody listening to us is smarter than that. Those are the guys that they want to dance parade around out in front of you. Elon Musk is doing all this, and he's worth, uh, <clears throat> uh, what, $300 billion. Yeah, there's trillionaires in the world, folks. So, we're talking about the Bank for International Settlements. This guy named Quigley. He explains that the powers of financial capitalism and another far-reaching aim, nothing less than to create a world system of financial control in private hands, able to dominate the political system of each country and the economy of the world as a whole. Remember, the Antichrist is going to usurp authority over a global economic sanctioning system. If there's no global economic system set up, then they can't sanction people globally. You see, this John prophesied about all this in Revelation chapter 13. And my father-in-law got into a lot of it when he talked about the master plan of the dragon for the United States. The Council on Foreign Relations, the, the um, Council on Foreign Relations, the Federal Reserve, the Brookings Institute. He talked about those three. But also there's the Bank for International Settlements, the International Monetary Fund, the, the, the World Bank. There's many things that are involved in all this. Satan is establishing a world governing body. The Bible says that the dragon, Satan, would give it its seat, power, and its great authority. Satan's the principal driver behind all of this, folks. And so what are we doing today? We're ta- I'm, I'm exposing the effort that's being put in place to establish this global economic system that will be used to sanction people of the earth when the Antichrist comes on the scene. I don't want it here in America. And I think there's still times there's still time for us to abolish it. And so we need to pray. And, and you know, the, th- the other thing is, is, but God. God is still on the scene. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. 
Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. So I'm on the Bank for International Settlements, and Joan Vion was actually invited there. She writes in an article, I'm not going to go through all that, but how she was invited there and the interviews that she went through and how some of the rooms were shaped, and it was very diabolical. So this system, this economic system, was to be controlled. This global economic system was to be controlled in a feudalist fashion by the central banks of the world acting in concert by secret agreements. You're not going to hear, you will, you will hear none of this on the nightly news tonight, folks. You were not taught about this in uh, high school and college on purpose. They don't want us knowing about this kind of stuff. And these, these secret agreements, they're arrived at in uh, frequent private meetings and conferences. And the apex of the system, though, this global economic system is to be the Bank for International Settlements. It, it, a private a bank owned and controlled by the world's central banks, which were themselves private corporations. It's a cabal of private bankers. Over the years, the Bank for International Settlement has amassed more power over the global financial infrastructure than most people are aware of. And they have a number of very powerful committees that include um, the Basel Committee on Banking Supervision, which has been working on how to regulate not only international banks of the world, but eventually those Rules are going to pertain to every national bank as well. The Committee on the Global Financial System, uh, which monitors financial markets around the world and the objective to identifying uh, potential risk for financial stability. And Committee on Payment and Settlement Systems, which looks to strengthen the infrastructure of financial markets with regard to rules on how to transfer monies and how to make payments between member banks. And now that's one of the big things that um, it looks like, uh, what's it called now? They just, like FedNow, things like that, where they're doing these super fast payments and they'll say, oh, no, that's not a central bank. It's not a central bank digital currency, but it looks like something that could be laying the infrastructure for that. Um, So over the years, the Bank for International Settlements has continued to push the envelope further into this borderless world. That's what they want. They don't want nations protecting their borders. Boy, have we seen that in the United States, right? I mean, I live down here in Dallas, Texas. I mean, if you don't think that we feel this border problem that we have, absolutely. And that's what they want. They don't want want anybody being a nationalist nation anymore. They want a borderless world, a global state that answers to a world-governing body. No, some of their growing powers have come directly from the governments like ours that have transferred the regulatory power they use, they used to have, I should say, over the banking system to the central bank, while the rest comes from the simple fact that they do indeed control the money system of the world. Our Congress doesn't control our money. The Constitution gives them the power to do that. A group of elected officials. But the Federal Reserve Act of 1913 took that away from Congress, gave it to the Federal Reserve. Now, 
Boy, am I pulling the blinders off today, right? So, in an exclusive interview uh, with the, the Bank of International Settlement Managing Director at the time, his name was Dr. Malcolm Knight. He went on record, this was years ago, he went on record when he said, we're not a central bank, we are the bank for the central bankers. I want you to understand that. And when you understand that the Bank for International Settlement pulls the strings of the world's monetary system, then you can understand that they have the ability to create a financial boom or a bust in a country. Now, they do this by grand design. Why? If a country is not doing what the moneylenders want, then all they have to do is to sell its currency. Now, it's called economic sanctioning. So, just like a country or uh, a group of countries would sanction, let's say, Iran under a Donald Trump. We started hammering them with economic sanctions because we didn't want them to get a nuclear weapon. Economic sanctions. Well, now you can see that the Bank for International Settlements and these other central banks, they can start economic sanctioning countries that don't do what they want them to do and to bow down to their edicts. Well, Rather than economically sanctioning countries, the Antichrist will want to move that down to the individual and to economically sanction them. He's going to give everybody a number in their right hand and their forehead without which they're not going to be able to buy or sell. It's going to be digital. It's not going to be these physical currencies out here. You couldn't do that with a dollar bill. A dollar bill, all these physical currencies are freedom. But when you get on a digital platform... Ah, then all it is is a touch of a computer key. And I can invalidate your number. And you go to the gas pump, you try to get gas, and it says, no, invalid purchase. Or you go to buy a gas stove. Or you go to um, purchase heating oil for your home. Or a new uh, air conditioner uh, system that they say puts off so much CO2 in the air, whatever. And you're adding to global warming, which is a complete hoax. Economic sanctioning. Okay? Do we want this in America? Absolutely not. I want freedom. I'm a free American citizen. Or at least I thought I was. So, they already control our banking system. And it's a socialistic effort, folks. So what do they need to implement an economic sanctioning system for individuals? Well, guess what? The Venture Beat. It's a news source. They published an article. Why every person on the planet will need a digital ID. Remember the term digital authoritarianism. Digital. They've got to move us off of cash, move us off of the shekel, move us off of the yen, and move us onto a digital platform. That's how they can control you. You've already seen how they can sanction people on Facebook and Google. I mean, End Time Ministries, you cannot believe how, we, how much we've been sanctioned on our social networking sites, and we've been shadow banned, and they've been... We can pay money for an ad to be played on our videos, and they won't run it. Even though we paid money for it, they will not run it because they don't like our message. And that's what's happening to a lot of these conservative news sources. They do not want you 
being told the truth. They want you to be fed this deceptive lie that the major news media, which is owned by much of these oligarchs around the world, and people that are members of the Council on Foreign Relations and all this stuff, they, 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 view, they have vast amounts of wealth. So they bought up the newspapers and the, the television stations and all these things, and that meant much of, many of them have been in control of these major uh, social media sources and different things. And when a, they don't want you being told the truth about the COVID-19 situation and mask mandates and uh, stay-at-home mandates and all these other things. Okay? So when people are coming out trying to tell you the truth about some of these different things, then they would say, oh, this guy is dangerous to society and we've got to sh- shut him up. This is what's going on in our world. And so, and, and I do say, my, I tell my wife about all this, and she's like, Dave, but God. I understand. God is the absolute, in, in, really in control. But he, God saw the end from the beginning. He saw some of these things are going to happen. I trust God. I, I talk about all this stuff, but I'm not in fear mode. I just simply am not. Because if God be for me, who can be against me? No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I understand the Bible. But for those of you who are not necessarily studiers of the Bible, or you're, not necess- you're, you're kind of on the fence. Do I really want to get in church or do I not? Are you kidding me? I'm in church as far as I can get in. I'm, I'm going to heaven. I don't care what has to happen. I don't care what it costs me. I'm going to get to heaven. My wife's getting to heaven. My kids are going to go. I don't care how much I have to pray, how much I have to fast, what I have to do. We're going to make it. And I'm not going to comply with this system. I'm going to use the system until they start to abuse it, and then I'll opt out, and God's going to help me. I'm, going to, I'm trusting God all the way through. I've trusted God for years. And God's, God has helped me. He's provided for us all these years. God has never, ever, ever failed us. Never. Not one time, ever. Now, I have failed him, but he has never failed me. Thank God. So when when I talk about all this, I'm explaining to you, number one, we're in the end time. The Bible says this is going to be in place just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. Global economic sanctioning systems. It's being established right now until the invention of the computer until the invention of the internet, blockchain technology, and some of these other technologies. This was never even possible until the last, what, maybe 50 years? Now it's very possible. So, it's socialistic. The Bible tells us it's going to be socialistic. The, the, in Revelation 17, 3, John saw a woman riding on the back of a scarlet-colored Seven-headed, ten-horned beast. The scarlet-colored, seven-headed, ten-horned beast is the world government. The scarlet coloring is socialism, the red ideology controlling the minds of people on the earth in the end time. Red, socialism, communism. Folks, God knows the end from the beginning. He's already seen all this stuff play out. You say, how in the world can we, did John and Ezekiel and uh, Daniel and Zechariah and all of them know these things were going to happen in such great detail? Because the author of the book that they were writing told them what to write. Because he's already seen all this to play out. God is eternal. He's all the way in back of us. He was never created. And he's all the way in front of us. He's never going to die. 
He's eternal. He's, he was never born. He, he was, he was, uh, he's, he's eternal. God, the Bible says from everlasting to everlasting. God was never created. So he went to the writers of the Bible and he said, okay, John, I'm going to show you some things. Here's some visions. Here's some uh, different things. And I want you to write these visions down. And he gives him the book of Revelation. And he says that Daniel wrote about some books. And I told Daniel in Daniel 7 that those um, beasts would be nations. And it, it, uh, these um, beasts symbolize nations and the ruler of those nations. The kings and the kingdoms. Nations in modern day vernacular. And then so he told John, he said, now I wrote, I told Daniel about these beasts, but I want you to write that these beasts have now formed into one big combo beast, the body of the leopard, the feet of the bear, the mouth of the lion, the ten horns of the ten horn kingdom. And this, these nations are now going to federalize. There's going to be one of the nations wounded nigh unto death, but when that wound is healed, all the world will wonder after this beast. So the Berlin Wall, the third Reich of Germany was wounded nigh unto death, the Berlin Wall. The wound that just would not heal, they called it in the news. When that Berlin Wall came down, 19 days later, George H.W. Bush, um, John Paul II, and Gorbachev came out of their meetings talking about the birth of the new world order. All the world would wonder after this world-governing body. Now you can see some of the conflict going on in the world. There are not going to be parallel world governments. There's only going to be one. China would like to do it. They're not going to allow them to do it. Iran would like to do, start their own. They're not going to allow them to do it. There's only going to be one. And it's the World Economic, uh, the uh, World Bank, the International Monetary Fund, the United Nations, the Bank for International Settlements, all these global banking systems. Folks, we're going to make sure that you understand what's going on in these end times. We're not going to walk through these things in a fog. God gave us the Bible and the interpretation of those prophecies so we wouldn't have to. And so keep following us because we're, I'm reading my eyeballs out, Doug and Vince. We're doing the best we can to keep you up to date on these end time prophecies. God bless. <laughs> 